Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. Summertime is finally here. For many of us, school is out and we can indulge in summer barbecues, outdoor games, beaches and pools. But we're not the only ones outside enjoying the warm summer air. The season also calls forth all the creepy crawly bugs and beasts who have been in hibernation and not the cute furry ones, but the ones who need to feed. So beware this summer of creatures, big, small, and supernatural, who are out for your blood. First, it's watching you, followed by cleaning tips. Then, love worth dying for. Finally, in our featured story, karma kills. We are so grateful for each of you that join us every week We love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate or leave us a review after you've finished listening. And have you visited somethingscary.com? As soon as this episode is over, go to somethingscary.com and treat yourself to a hat or notebook from the Something Scary shop. When you visit somethingscary.com and buy some merch, you are helping support all the work that we do. So, wanna hear something scary? The Bugs and Beasts of Summer. Sometimes all it takes is a split second of fear to drive you completely off the rails. And the decision you make in that moment might cost you your life. Like in this story written by one of our favorite guest writers, Elle Marie Wood. It came in through the window and crawled over the leather interior, its hairy black legs just a step away from the elbow she let protrude from the car. She didn't see it at first as it made its way into the car. It was a nice sunny day, the first one after almost a week of rain. The radio was on, 
The woman was done with work for the day, and she was in a good mood. She was thinking of stopping at the mall when she saw it, trying to decide which store she should go to first. Sundresses, she thought. Can't ever have too many of those. She was making a left into the parking lot of the mall when the sunlight caught its iridescent eyes, reflecting brilliant magenta and cobalt atop beady blackness. It was looking back at her, both of them temporarily paralyzed by the other's presence. She almost lost control of the car as she stared at it. Her hands were suddenly clammy and a light film of sweat coated her brow. Her breathing grew more rapid and her mouth hung open, frozen terror. She was terrified, and so was the spider. It vibrated in its fear, seeming to quiver in one direction than the other. This frightened the woman so much that she gasped, and it sounded to the spider like a great giant sucked up all of the air in the world. The woman hissed out air through her teeth, and when she did, the spider's body bristled. It recoiled, bracing its back legs to stand and fight if it had to. The woman pulled the car into the first spot she could find, using only the side of the steering wheel that was furthest away from where the spider stood. She thought she might hyperventilate as she first braked sharply, then cut the wheel and accelerated without clearing her side. She pressed herself further into her seat, trying to create as much distance as she could between herself and the spider, knowing that if it moved toward her, she would pass out and have an accident that could possibly kill her, her and anyone she might hit. The car moved in such a herky-jerky fashion that anyone watching from the outside would have thought she was drunk. She whined inside the cabin, the terror that gripped her making its way up her throat and out of her mouth without warning, even as she pressed the brake to stop. The car was parked haphazardly, filling two lanes, but she didn't care. She had stopped the car. In the end, she was just happy she hadn't crashed. When the car stopped, the mini monster crawled into the air vent with disconcerting grace. The woman saw its color in a blinding flash, white against black, that she might have considered pretty under different circumstances. The creature turned to face the woman again, looking out at her from the safe haven the vent provided. The woman's breathing was shallow, almost a gasp. The spider backed further into the vent, slowly, creeping into the shadows, disappearing from view, all the while keeping its eyes on the giant woman. It was gone. It was gone and somehow that was worse than when it was there, staring at her, sizing her up. In a panic, the woman hit the base of the air vent one, two, three times. The creature moved, drew deeper into the vent, but she never saw it. It lifted its body higher on the final hit, rising as though its toes ready to protect itself from the giant looking in on it. The woman looked rabid now, sweating and breathing loudly through its mouth, a faint whine breaking free from her throat. The spider was terrified. It watched. It waited. The woman's breathing was rapid yet hollow, growing thinner with every inhalation. Sweat poured from her face, dampening the collar of her shirt. She wanted to open the door and get out of the car, but to disengage the lock, she would have had to put her hand near the air vent, near the spider that she was sure was waiting to pounce on her, to stick its fangs into her flesh. She couldn't do it. The thought of the repugnant creature jumping on her then, abandoning its hiding place and perching on her hand sent shivers down her spine. Her body tingled with fear, Tears sprung from her eyes as she sat and stared in the air vent, 
her mind filling in the details that she couldn't see. It stared back, matching her intensity. But something was wrong. The woman rested her head on the headrest, trying to get more air into her lungs. Her throat was closing up and her chest felt cramped and constricted. She clutched at her throat, massaging her neck, pleading with her body to open up, to breathe the air. The spider sat in the air vent, its body rigid and still. It watched as the woman gasped for air, her hands fluttering about, her movements no longer restricted or frozen from fear. It could have gotten out then if it had wanted to, but it still sat, waiting and watching. The giant woman was still awake and could be a threat. The woman pressed the horn on her car in her last movement, her hand falling away from the steering wheel almost as soon as she had touched it. It was loud and disruptive, but short. The sun shone in on her as she died, caressing her face with its yellow glow, bidding her goodbye. The spider stared at the woman from the air vent. As the sun set and nightfall crept in, she hadn't moved for hours. The swirling air that had emitted from her mouth before she was stilled. It waited, it watched, and then it gained courage and ventured out of the air vent to inspect the dark, cavernous openings on the giant woman's face. Are you afraid of spiders like I am? What about any other types of bugs? Have you ever thought about how terrified they might be of you? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Sometimes, urban legends are born as a way of issuing a warning. They give advice on what not to do in a specific situation. And sometimes a story might just tell you 
what you should be doing, as in this story written by Janine Pipe. The dorm I live in at college has 10 girls on each floor. Each floor has five bedrooms and one bathroom. Thankfully, it also has two shower cubicles, but it still requires a lot of patience and desperate banging on the door for people to hurry up. We also have the added problem that eight out of the 10 girls have long hair, which not only takes longer to wash, but means if you're last in line, the shower drain can be super nasty. I grew up with a mom who believed in children being able to look after themselves and clean things, so I always made sure to remove any hair, my own and countless others, I imagine, when I finished the next person after me wouldn't be wading in water from a block drain. But it seemed I was the only person to do this, and time and time again, we'd get notes from the dorm supervisor warning us that if we caused a flood on the floor due to lack of cleanliness, then we would be liable to foot the bill. Yet even this threat of parting with money didn't hit home and still week after week, there would be a mass of matted hair clogging up the pipes. Until the incident, that is. I'd been up studying really late for finals and had overslept. This meant I was at the very end of the line with all nine girls ahead of me in the bathroom. I'd also been one of the first the day before so I just knew what the sorry state of the cubicle would be like as not one other dorm resident would have bothered to tidy up after themselves. And sure enough, by the time it was my turn, the entire room was damp, steamy, and there were shampoo suds and piles of hair all over the place. Of the two cubicles, one was fine for a hurried in and out, but the water pressure was just a dribble and no good for a decent wash if you had long, thick curls like me. So I had to use that cubicle. And of course, as soon as I pulled back the curtain, the water was ankle deep and dangerously close to overflowing. To make matters worse, it was so steamy my glasses were useless, so I couldn't see what I was doing. I waded into the water and I looked down. There was the usual disgusting accumulation of many showers being taken and not a single person bothering to clean up. The plug hole was now completely clogged and not draining away. I had no choice but to remove the buildup of hair or I would flood the bathroom as soon as I turned on the water. I was furious, but it had to be done. I reached down to the shower tray, barely able to see the plug through all the soap suds and I felt for the hair. Once I'd gotten hold of it, I began pulling. Usually this only took a few seconds and then I'd have a handful of what looked like a drowned rat which I would quickly toss into the john and flush away. But this time, it was far more stubborn. I managed to pull out some, but it was still blocked. I pulled again, and this time the soapy water started to drip away slowly, so at least I could see what I was dealing with, albeit still blurry without my glasses. There was a huge brown mass, and I gritted my teeth in disgust as I gave it another tug when... The mass popped out of the plug with such velocity, I slipped on the soapy shower tray and fell on my butt, still clutching enough wet, matted hair to make a full-size wig. And then, it started moving. Yes, the hair started moving, the drain started moving, and suddenly, the suds were no longer off-white. Now, they were heavy brown and black shapes covering everywhere, including me. I lay frozen in abject terror, unable to move, my back against the tiled wall of the cubicle. Suddenly, 
The bathroom door swung open and a doormate entered mumbling about a hairbrush. When she saw me, she screamed, which brought others rushing in. It almost took an hour to coax me out of the cubicle. Most of the other girls were in various states of fear and disgust, which I understood. The two brave enough to help had squashed, swatted, and chased away tens of huge cockroaches. Despite lying on the floor of the shower at one point covered in the heaving mass, as they continued to crawl up and out of the drain, my mind and body had gone into some kind of protective shutdown. Either that, or I had passed out from fear. I do know I wouldn't talk. The fear of one crawling into my open mouth was too much to bear. Someone had the sense to report the incident, and before long, official college staff were taking control and exterminators were called. It took me weeks to be brave enough to use that bathroom again. Even though the bug bombs were set off twice and the entire room deep cleaned, I still feel sick every time I see something move out of the corner of my eye. Most of the girls seem to have learned their lesson, and the showers are generally far cleaner now. But once in a while, the drains start to clog, and I won't be the one reaching down into it next time. Have you ever had to clean up someone else's mess? In this case, would you have reached in to pull out all of the hair or left it? Could you have coped with the heaving mass of cockroaches? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Often, when you are repelled by something, it's your body's way of trying to protect you. And if that protection doesn't work, it might just end up killing you. Like in this story, inspired by Ashley. Jade hadn't wanted to go camping in the first place. The idea of spending a weekend in the woods with bugs and no running water didn't appeal to her at all. But when Lewis, the guy she had been crushing on for three years of college, suggested tagging along on a friend's trip, she couldn't resist. They packed up the car with camping gear, food, and insect repellent, and set off early on their adventure. Lewis was driving, Mel sat in the front, and Mark and Jade were in the back. The drive was long and bumpy, and Jade felt sick from the motion. She tried to distract herself by chatting with Mark, but her mind kept wandering to Lewis. She really liked him, and she couldn't believe she was finally getting to spend time with him. When they arrived at the campsite, though, Jade's mood began to sour. There were mosquitoes everywhere, and they seemed to be especially drawn to her. 
No matter how much insect repellent she applied, they still found a way to bite her. She spent most of the day scratching at the itchy red bumps on her arms and legs. On the first night, they sat around the campfire and roasted marshmallows. Jade tried to enjoy herself, but she was too distracted by the bugs. She kept swatting them away and wished she could go home. Lewis noticed that Jade was quiet and asked if she was okay. She put on a brave face and said she was fine, but he could tell something was wrong. He suggested they go for a walk in the woods to get away from the bugs. Jade agreed as she wanted to spend time with him and they set off into the trees. It was dark and the only light came from the stars above. They walked in silence, listening to the sounds of the forest. Suddenly, Jade felt something bite her ankle. She let out a yelp and stumbled. Lewis caught her and shone his flashlight on her leg. There was a small red bump and she saw a large mosquito flying by. Lewis took out his insect repellent and sprayed it on Jade's leg. He told her not to worry and it was just a bug bite and they continued their walk. When they returned to the campsite, Mel and Mark were missing. They found a note saying they had gone to the lake to swim. Lewis was all in for the adventure. Jade was conflicted. As much as she wanted to swim with her friends, and specifically Lewis, her skin crawled at the idea of wading into the filthy lake. She couldn't even imagine what other little gnats and bugs would bite her. Lewis left her and she crawled into her sleeping bag to try and get some rest. But the mosquitoes were buzzing in her ears and she couldn't stop scratching at her bites. She knew it was going to be a long night. On the second day, Jade had had enough. She was ready to pack up and leave, but Lewis begged her to stay another night and she couldn't refuse him. She didn't want to seem like a party pooper, despite how miserable she felt. Mel and Mark were having a great time, but she didn't want to ruin it for them either. But that night, the mosquitoes went after her in droves. Jade's bites had grown into painful welts. She was feeling sick. She wanted to go home, but everyone was fast asleep. She tried to tough it out and fight through the pain and tears. But by morning, she was barely conscious. Lewis popped his head into Jade's tent in the morning and gasped when he saw her. She was covered in gnarly bites, swollen and barely able to move. It was obvious she was in serious trouble. They knew they had to get her medical attention and fast. They packed up the campsite and as quickly as they could, carried Jade through the woods to the car. The mosquitoes were relentless, sucking at their exposed skin as they carried Jade to safety. Mel noticed that Jade's bites were oozing with pus and she knew it was serious. They drove to the hospital as fast as they could but it was too late. Jade died in the emergency room, surrounded by her friends. Lewis, Mel, and Mark were devastated by Jade's sudden death. They couldn't believe that something as simple as a camping trip could end so tragically. They were haunted by the memory of the mosquitoes swarming around them in the woods, and they couldn't shake the feeling that they had been targeted by the insects. Over the next few days, as they mourned Jade's death, they all began to experience strange developments, fevers, chills, and body aches, along with itchy bumps that covered their skin. They went to the hospital and were diagnosed with the same disease 
that had killed Jade. The doctors were baffled by the sudden outbreak of this rare disease and launched an investigation into the cause. They discovered that the mosquitoes in the woods had been infected with a deadly virus, and it had spread to the group of friends when the insects had fed on them. The three surviving friends were given treatment and eventually recovered, but they were forever changed by their experience. They split ways after that. They couldn't stand to see each other, forever trying to shake that guilty feeling for convincing Jade to stay and knowing that it had cost her life. Do you like the outdoors and camping? Do bugs scare you? How do you handle your fears? How do you handle the physical pain of bug bites? In our final story, join my co-host Stephanie as she talks about the legend of Brosa, inspired by Sarah and animated over on our YouTube channel. It is commonly said that if you can't escape consequences, karma is bound to catch up, right? Yet often, the punishment far outweighs the crime. This story is in honor of Jewish Heritage Month. Rafi had been a lifeguard at the pool in Portugal for several years, and he loved watching the drama unfold from his tower. It was opening day at the pool and he was scanning the water when his attention was drawn to a teen who snapped one of the girls' bathing suits tops off. Rafi blew his whistle and jumped into action without hesitation. Rafi recognized the teen from the previous year. He was a troublemaker who had been banned from the pool for terrorizing younger kids and sneaking in after the pool was closed. Rafi threatened to ban the young man again, but then the woman with raven hair and sharp features stepped in. She told Rafi that he didn't have to ban him on her account. I'm sure Karma will get him eventually, she said cryptically. Rafi warned the boy this was his last chance. The raven hair teen jumped high in the air and dove gracefully into the water. As the day wore on, Rafi heard screams coming from the water. It was a troublemaker again. Rafi saw that this teen's neck was bleeding. The boy explained that he had been bitten by something that had swooped down on him. The pool medic checked him over and suggested that it was likely caused by someone's flippers grazing his neck. But Rafi couldn't shake the feeling that something wasn't right. The young woman was still there, watching from afar, smirking. She reminded him of something he couldn't quite put his finger on. As the closing bell rang, Rafi was relieved. He went through his checklist, making sure the place was empty before locking up. But as he turned around, he came face to face with a young woman. Rafi was taken back by her sudden appearance. He thought he cleared the place. Did she sneak back in? As she leaned uncomfortably close to him, he told her the pool was closed. He turned to let her out, but when he looked back, she had vanished. Then it hit him. His grandmother used to tell him stories about the brusha, a witch-like creature from Jewish folklore that could shapeshift into a bat and prey on humans by biting them on the neck. He hurried home. The next morning, Rafi returned to the pool to find that the locked-up gate was open and there was a backpack on the ground. He stormed in expecting the troublemaker had broken in again, but as he got closer to the pool, all he could see was red water. 
His heart sank as he saw the lifeless body of the boy floating in the pool. Rafi was in shock. He began to wonder if his grandmother's stories about the Bruja might have been true. The incident shook Rafi to his core. The pool was closed for investigation, and all he could think about was the young woman with the raven hair. According to the news report, the water mixed with blood made it look worse, but in truth, the body had been almost drained. Rafi became obsessed with finding out who the raven-haired woman was and what she had to do with the teen's death. Days passed and Rafi couldn't shake the feeling that something sinister was at play. While brushing his teeth, the water in his sink would turn red for no reason. At night, he heard cackling laughter in the distance. With nerves frayed, Rafi went out for a beer with some friends. And on his walk home, he had the feeling that he was being watched. He kept turning around to try to catch whatever was lurking in the shadows. He tried to brush it off, but he couldn't shake that feeling that something terrible was going to happen. Then he heard a noise. It sounded like a bird, but it was too loud and close. Something flew past his head. He whipped around and there was the raven-haired young woman he had been searching for. Ravi's heart pounded as he watched her transform before his eyes. Feathers sprouted from her skin, growing into a dense coat of black that concealed what lay beneath. Her jaws elongated into razor-sharp fangs, and her body shook with violent spasms. As Rafi tried to run, his legs felt glued to the spot. He could only watch in terror as the creature let out this horrible scream and lunged towards him. At that moment, Rafi thought his life was over, but much to his surprise, she spread her enormous wings and took off into the night sky, letting out a squawk that almost sounded like a laughter in the words, karma, karma. Rafi was safe for now, but the knowledge that the Brusha existed weighed heavily on him, and even the soup of feathers can trigger a sharp sting in his neck. Karma. Karma. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, Janine Pipe, and Stephanie Strange. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Anna Villalavos. Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. <laughs>
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.